NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them. Let me just say there is something incredibly disconcerting about your dog getting a hold of a stuffed animal that is much larger than them and then like going it, like just taking it down. Like this bear is larger than Tianfu and she's just dragging it. Is that what I hear? Does the bear have like bells on it? No, I put a collar on the dog because she was going to stay at a friend's house. <laughs> and okay. She was going to go stay with Greg because Noah is very sick and has yeah. been sick and he can't, whatever, he's fine. But um. <sighs> So we're doing another live episode of Ask Eliza Anything here on TikTok uh, before we make the full transition over to our new home, our new pod. You're hearing this next Wednesday, but this is the Wednesday that I dropped the video that I made to tell people that my special Hot Forever comes out on October 11th. And I'm even wearing some of my rave bracelets. And my hope is that people... Just get back into making rave bracelets. I know. Wait, I didn't even tell you congratulations. I was texting about Angie Everhart, but I know congratulations. you were. And then what I wanted to open with was you were drinking some sort of orange beverage. And I was like, what you got there? And you told me what? Like a pre-mixed tequila, margarita, strawberry thing that tastes very bad. Right. And since I've never really known you to drink alcohol, it made it sound like you were just drinking the the mix for... <laughs> Like a Paloma or a Tequila Sunrise and a Sex on the Beach. And you're not actually drinking the liquor, like just the juice? I would fully just drink the juice. But I just, I'd had this in my fridge. I just put on Angie Everhart movie and poured this. Just You were, you were just, I know, because I said we're going to record later. So you were like, I just want to settle in, turn my uh-huh. magic fingers chair on, just enjoy myself. She's laughing so hard. Uh. Um, and then today we also announced... Uh, well, I guess we had, the book tour was announced yesterday. So not only does Hot Forever come out on October 11th, but um, my book, All Things Aside, also comes out on October 11th. And to celebrate, I'm just done flat straightening my hair. We can talk about that later. <laughs> it was going to be my top of the cob, but like the truth is, it's not that I'm, I don't think my hair looks great, but I think I'm just done like spending all this time under the hairdryer with a flat iron, like just to always have my hair look mediocre. Plus I always put it in ponytail anyway. So this is going to be the hair for a while. I'm just done. It looks good. I don't see a problem. There's no problem. Well, it's our society's battle against curly hair, right? Anything uh-huh. that's not like Scandi and stick straight. Um, and then you always get girls that have like straight hair. They're like, look, I'm wearing it curly. It's like, you don't know what curly is. It's just like a bunch of chick fuzz and then like four defined curls. And so I'm just wearing it. I'm just going to let what it. What did you no say? One's... Chick fuzz? 
know when a baby chick is born, a chicken is born, they don't have like full condor feathers. They have like fuzz. It's oh, fuzz. What do you think okay. I said? I thought you said like chick fuzz, like a chickpea. Like a, I thought it was a word I didn't know. Chick fuzz. But folks, <laughs> oh my God, there's a kid playing basketball outside my house because there's a hoop. and That kid? It's Well, no, he's fine, but like, the amount of times someone's been loud or annoying next door and I've lied and been like, hi, we're just filming next door just to get somebody to like stop playing their music or something. If you live in Hollywood, that it, usually people believe that. <laughs> They're not going to believe it soon if you keep saying it. I, I, I have a podcast and I'll be like, who doesn't? Mo- <laughs> I know, really. Mom. Folks, we have your answers. Your questions. I am committed to creating a space to combat all the darkness on the internet by giving people slash girls like a place to like come for like a little bit of like rock hard positivity. This isn't that like, you know, and just like breathe. Oh, somebody just gave me bistro lights. Breathe into your space. This is like, you got to fucking stand up for yourself. So that's what I'm committed to doing for all the pedophiles and fucking human traffickers and misogynists on the internet. I'm here to be like, hey girls, like you don't have to be girl power. You can just be fucking tough nugget. You get a tough nugget. Because it's not working. The like, just be a girl boss and just stand up and look at them and be like, why would you say that? No, you just be confident and I'm here to help with that. I'm here to amplify that little voice in your head that's like, I'm not going to take this shit. You though love to say, why would you say that? What do you mean by that? Please explain further. I give that advice, but the truth is for the most part, I just ignore like most things, but some things, some hills you need to die on. And every once in a while, you guys say something. I was thinking of you because I was in a work meeting where something was talked about and like no one followed up on it and there were no concrete answers. And I was like, God, Eliza would have asked like, so are you going to call them back? Like, what's the plan? What's the next step? But everybody's just happy to let things lie. Immediate bullet point of like, what time? When are we doing it? How are we doing it? The other, like, there's so much power in being able to say no. I'm not going to name names, but there was a gig that we had and the, I'm not going to say anything about it, but we had a, Please don't. we had a gig and on the other end, they were having issues for very complex reasons. But it gets to a point where you're like, look, there are people that could sell at Madison Square Garden in a day, but like, you like to be on sale for a bit and we weren't. And so I just sent an email and I was like, hey, uh, if something goes wrong with my show, it is my face. Like people think it is my fault. Like I am the one that takes the heat. I pride myself on a professional experience. If you do not have this ticket link up and running by Monday, we will be canceling. And all of a sudden, somehow, maybe it was on its way, maybe not. They were like, oh my, here it is. We were just getting it to you. Here it is. But mm-hmm. I did say Monday. So if for some reason there is a snafu, I will be canceling it. Oh, okay. Sorry folks, but you don't, hopefully it'll be okay. You gotta, gotta be willing to walk away. What is it like heat? Anything? Don't buy anything you can't walk away from in 10 seconds. That is not the quote. That yeah, is not what the do you quote. buy? <laughs> you There's can walk no... away from most things you buy. Well, lucky for me, the 20 to 24 year old nurses watching and listening are not giant heat fans. No one's going to catch me on. It's more like 22 to 34. Who going to check me, boo? Who going to check me, boo? Folks, you got questions. We've got answers. And curly hair, which means because I'm a little uglier, I've got more of a tood. Let's do it. What? I know you got shoulders out. You got a whole look going. My shoulders are out. I found this tank top in the back of my closet. And because I've been sleeping in the gym, because Noah hasn't been well, I've just like squirreled away a bunch of clothes and I'm just living 
Like it's college. Like my clothes are on the elliptical. I watched the Simpsons last night. I just like fuck around on my phone and hang out with the dog and sleep on an air mattress. I kind of don't hate it. (laughs) Working out in the same room where I sleep. It's all moldy. I'm down. Your dream is to just be like one of those, like a Spartan. And you're like, I have a bed frame and my elliptical. And I'm doing it. Like the Spartan cheerleaders, like the loser SNL sketch. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. I'm starting with not a question, but just for, because the listeners are not stragglers. Everybody in this TikTok, I'm sure, is a dedicated listener. Oh, that's listener, when you almost got canceled last a time. A wonderful listener. So yeah. I just want people follow up about things they like in the show. Someone said, hey, crew, I'm writing in to say I was listening to the latest episode, In Your Dreams, Eric, at the gym, and that Smokey the Bear abs part got me laughing so hard, I almost got trapped under a barbell. Eliza perfectly expressed how I felt when I saw that illustration, LOL. So people are almost dying because of you're so funny in your podcast. Does I love TikTok it. TikTok know that? Tell Does TikTok, TikTok that. know that I'm funny? Someone was just like, I forgot you're rich and you have a home gym. It's a room <laughs> it's- where that we're not <laughs> sleeping in. That doesn't make it a home gym. It's just a room that you chose to turn into a gym. It's not like it came with like an ice let plunge. Me, let me defend you here and say, I have an empty room that I could put an elliptical in. But that's instead, that's-, that's where I'm trying to learn to unicycle. So okay. just like FYI. If you were anyone else- that is such a like humble brag, like girl, like, like let me defend you, okay? If I wanted to never eat and look thin, I could look like you. If I wanted to be a huge bitch, like I also could have whatever I want. <laughs> no, but you know I'm saying like you and I are not on the same level in any way, shape, or form. Actually, Emily, you've surpassed me. I think you have a bigger house in like what is it? Sheep's Tongue, Georgia. <laughs> right. I'm not right. I'm not as in as a desirable uh, a market. I'm just saying a lot of people have home gyms. It depends what you prioritize within your space. All right. It does. And also I do my workouts outside because it makes me feel like I'm back in high school. And also the the sun heating you up, that vitamin D, it's a fact. Get you, get you, get you going. Check it. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. 
newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hello, AIA pod team. I'm 26 female and I feel like I have the dumbest situation and I'd really appreciate minimal judgment, but my boyfriend of four years has ghosted me and we met on an online dating app. We got to texting and calling, but still have never been in the same physical space. That's because he's not your boyfriend. He's like a 16 year old girl with self-esteem issues and you've been catfished. (laughs) Then on a break about 12 months ago and I slept with someone because how dare I have physical needs? And last week he decided to end it with me because I added too much stress. He has a history of mental illness, been in a psychiatric unit for or 18 months. In in the sky because he's not real. What I am oh struggling God. to do slash understand is how to move on and let go of the toxic relationship. I know it's unhealthy, but I'm not sure if it's because I'm scared to be alone or you scared are alone. to date again. This person isn't it- real. You have been alone this whole time. <laughs> It seems like 98% of guys online are after one thing, and I don't want to be that girl. I promise I am a smart lady, just been really stupid over the past four years. Can't wait to see you in Melbourne next year. I was going to go to your show with him, but decided to give his ticket. I paid for both to my sister. It'll be our first comedy show, and I'm super excited. I'm so You've been dating for four years, but you've never met this person? Never occupied the same physical space, so she might have, like, seen him over FaceTime. Like, it might not be an old man. Yeah, this person, if you have actually talked to them, they are in a relationship or they are dating multiple people. 
Um, they also probably live like on Mars and not next door or wherever. I would love to know what reason you found acceptable that he can never see you. Like, is he taking meter readings on Jupiter? Is he... So that's, that's Were it. they going to meet in person for the first time at no. your show? I mean, my movie, right, my good on paper is a different than most of the stories because I actually dated this person and they didn't want money from me. But like Tinder Swindler is a degree removed from that where like you met the guy, but he was doing this to other people. In your case, this person, I guess is real because you've seen them, but there's also the version where they're not. This is, don't feel bad. It's not uncommon for like women to like spark these relationships online, but you need to, I promise you, if you just block everything, this person will go away. If you start setting expectations, like, great, I want to see you. I'm going to send you a ticket or don't, don't send him a ticket. I want to see you. There will always be a reason this is not a real person. That's it. That's it. We are so yeah. desperate as women for someone to treat us with a modicum of decency that you will allow yourself to think that someone that is intangible is for you. So this isn't even about standards. This is about like somewhere in your self-esteem. You're just like, okay, this is the best I can do. A faceless, bodiless voice. Well, and the fact that she was, she's worried about how do I date again because everyone's sex. Yeah, because that was the easiest relationship. You didn't have to see him. Yeah, but you're not dating. Like that's like saying, how do I date again? You haven't dated. So I think you need to start by going out in person with someone, even if it's terrible. Even the dumbest people you know go on dates. That's it. So don't worry about it. The worst, dumbest person with the lowest skill set, they go on dates. Hey, AIA gang, before I get to my question, I wanted to say I've dealt with pesky woodpeckers where I work. And if you put up flagging tape along your house so it can flap in the wind, it works to keep woodpeckers away. Thank you. That's okay. a tip for me. Okay, cool. You guys, you can do that on your own time. <laughs> now to my question. Eliza, did you ever feel doubt slash pressure to get a quote real career while pursuing comedy? I, female 27, have been a competitive snowboarder since high school. As a kid, my dream was to go to the Olympics. Out of high school, I chased that dream and was on the Canadian national team and just missed the Olympics. I retired from that after 2018 and tried to put competition behind me. Long story short, I miss competing and I'm now on the free ride world tour. Another form of competition. I'm from a very small town, less than a thousand people, and my boyfriend's family is very conservative. So I get a lot of pressure from them to get married and have kids because I'm, quote, getting old, while my mom constantly questions when I'm going to go to university full time. I started chipping away at a kines kinesiology degree when I was 24, but with snowboarding and work, I've got a long way to go. I constantly wonder if it's time to give up on the dream and focus on my future, but know that if I do, I'll always have what ifs lingering okay. in my mind. Eliza, did you ever face feelings like this in comedy? Any suggestions? Appreciate it. Can't wait to see you in Calgary. How you old already, is she? You already did that. How old is she? She is 27. Okay, people on TikTok are like, that's a long question. You need context because if she didn't give us any, I'd be like, yeah, you should probably get a career. I don't know what you do. You're 56. You probably need to feed yourself. So here's my answer. Nobody ever pressured me into anything. I also found, we'll say success very young. Like my path was like set. And before that, I just had like an office job and I was like, I'll figure it out. But like I had a college degree and I had like skill, a skill set. Nobody cared. 
like your parents want you to do well, but there was never any pushing one way or the other from my mom or definitely not my dad. Like you need to, there's no doctors in my family or anything. So it was just like, yeah, you know, go out there and do your best. But nobody ever checked in with me. There were never any goals set. I've always been just like driven on my own with like a lot of support uh, emotionally. So this is all about what makes you happy. And I don't know, is your boyfriend a snowboarder? Does he want to settle down? Do you not? He should love you. They should love you for who you are. I remember when I met Noah's parents, I was like, I'm a successful comedian. Like I'm not like an open micer and like, and I'm terrible. Like I have some pedigree to me, but I was like, they're going to meet me. And like, I remember thinking like, they'd be dumb not to like me. And if they don't like me, like he can just kick rocks. It's true. Like this isn't the 1950s anymore. I don't know what snowboarding, I mean, that's a scary one because if you hurt yourself, it's over. But if you can keep riding that wave and you love doing it, you deserve to be with someone who supports you in that. And that can be a real career. And if you're smart, if you're a smart athlete, you can parlay that into coaching or becoming some sort of influencer or something tangential to that, uh, snowboarding adjacent. But this thing where it's like, you've got to give that up because you're going to want to have, yeah, you might want to have a family and then you can have that family. But this thing where you have to like, like cut your dreams off right then and there because you got to get ready in case this guy and his family decide to bless you with his sperm. Like it would be different if you were married and you said you wanted kids and you're like, oh, the, the pipe, the half pipe's calling me, babe. But this is, I, I wonder why they feel that way. Have they not I mean, I have a comic that I'm very close with whose family like never took him seriously. And then we did a show together and then they left the show like, oh my God, this is this is legit. Have they seen you in action? It's also not for you to prove it to them. Tell them to- Yeah. I think it also is such an old school state of mind to think like you have to go get a college degree to get a job. Everybody's cobbling together 18 different things into jobs now. I'm working right now know? for tips on TikTok where they send me mustaches and cowboy hats. I'm not really working. Right. I don't know like, how to check there's just <laughs> There are so many different things you could do. And it sounds like you're chipping away at a college degree already, which great. When you have the time, you take the classes so you can get whatever. Great. It sounds like you've got it under control. Don't worry about that. I just... There's investing in your future. I don't know you, so I don't know your heart. And there's like investing in your future. If kinesiology or kinesiology, there's kinesiology and then there's kinesiology. I think it's the second one. It was less letters. Both of them involve measuring feet. Uh, (laughs) Nope. If that's a passion of yours, fucking get it done. Like, are you dicking around and just, you know, half pipe and shredding snowy gnar on the weekends? You have to sit down and ask yourself, like, where do I see myself in five years? And if your dream is gold or like some sort of Olympic team, then you fucking go for it. I I think. Like, keep your options open. And if it's not too hard to get the degree, but like, don't give up on your dream just because somebody else doesn't get it. Who fucking cares? Yeah. I'm serious. Like, I don't, I think in the quest to be fuckable and digestible and likable, women like dim their light. You got to find a guy that's like, I love that you do this. Let's figure out a future together. Yeah, you can be the next snowboard who's snowboarder whose name we know. We only know what Lindsay and the red and tomato. Sean White. Yeah, right. They're flying tomato. It has to be something though. I will tell you this: like whatever you're doing, I don't participate in snow sports. But like with comedy, people are like, going to get into comedy. If you want a career in an art, 
or a sport like that, especially one that's like, I mean, it's established, but it's not like tennis. It has to be something that like wakes you up at night that you think about. Like your dreams can't be like half committed to. Like if this is something you want, you have to be bold enough to say you want it. Not like, I don't know. I never have any patience for people that are like, yeah, I'm doing like some stand-up. I'm like, is this something you want? Then you've got to treat it like a job. And I just feel like there's nothing embarrassing about being like, this is my job. Like, this is my dream. This is what I want. This is what I'm going for. And I Mm. probably like turned off a lot of people and lost a lot of friends because I was just going for my goal when I was younger. And I think about those people now and how like none of my friends supported me. And then I just found friends that did. That's yeah. it. I think about it all the time. That'll hang out with you after 10 p.m. or whatever. Or but before you have to be seven. Yeah. I found friends that would get dinner with me at midnight. You have to be like rock steady, like steadfast in that, like, this is what I want. That way everybody gets on board. That way, if somebody questions you, it's like, whoa, like, why would you say that to her? This is definitely what she wants. That's it. You have to be undeniable in your faith in yourself. Mm-hmm. You've got to be your number one fan. That's why I wear my own merch on on stage also because it looks cute and then people see how cute it can look. <laughs> got to be your own fan. You got to buy your I own I was hype. wearing your merch the other day. You also put out good quality. Like you check the shirts and you get samples and so it's like soft shirts and good I care. sweaters. I do care. We're not just slapping a logo on, on a like Gildan shirt. thick Gildan heavy. Although a Gildan shirt does have its time and place and I have come to enjoy them. <laughs> Fully, fully. Yeah. It just depends. Rep yourself. Well, who would okay. you rather be a fan of? Someone that's like, oh my gosh, this is my passion. It's my favorite thing. Uh, I live, eat, and breathe this. Who would you rather be a fan of that? Or someone that's like, I don't know. Like, I just, we'll see. Like, what doctor do you want to go with? The one that's like, I went to medical school. I studied obsessively to be a brain surgeon. Or the doctor that's like, I like, I like patients, but I'd rather be playing... Uh, with my uh, Rubik's Cube. Right. I kept thinking Roku and I was like, what is that? Restaurant? A box? Roku. That's just like one of those Japanese words that like everything, like there's Roku, Raku. There's a restaurant here called Raku. Oh yeah. And Rakutan is like coupons. And then there's Rambutan, which is oh. like a lychee. Okay. Okay. Kick it. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for always saying what I'm thinking. Love y'all. I have a question. I spent the majority of my 20s traumatized and most of my 30s healing that trauma. My self-worth was always low. Fast forward, I'm 42 and have finally met an amazing man and partner. I'm the happiest and most stable I've ever been. However, my girlfriends have abandoned me. They are very big drinkers. Like someone always blacks out. And they're all in their mid-30s. Since my boyfriend is sober, I've been ostracized from the group. I was always the DD with my girlfriends. Now they barely ask me how I am. What they have done is told me that I'm a bad friend and I'm choosing my boyfriend over them. I've gone through a lot the last two years. Mental breakdowns, nearly lost my mom, left a toxic job, and recently lost my cat. The only time any of them reached out for support in the past year was when I lost my cat. I feel like I've outgrown them and I don't know the next step. You have. End of story. People on here are like saying, ditch him, forget friends. Look, nobody who's drinking, it's, it's all, first of all, I don't know what that guy's like. Like if he's sober, it's up to him to control how he is around those people. So I don't know if he's a buzzkill. Anybody that I know that's sober, like they're like, you can drink. I'm content to have a soda. And, or they just abstain from the situation. But you did outgrow them. You're in your 30s. 
They're still drinking like they're in their 20s. It is not healthy. I've definitely been there. You know, like we all go out drinking and then one day you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I actually remember specifically like leaving a city and I woke up, I was on the road and I was like, I don't have to feel like shit. Like I never had a drinking problem, but like you're just drinking so much. And then one day it's like, wait a minute, I don't. I think it was after I started dating Noah. I was like, wait, my head doesn't have to hurt when I get on this plane. You outgrew them. That's it. You should thank them. And that guy was the catalyst. Whether you stay with him or not is irrelevant. But I think girls, there is a balance and you may, it may have been the time to let them go because you don't want to be drinking like that. And he was helping you heal and you moved on. And he, you can look at him like he delivered you to the next phase of your life. And that's it. Yeah, if you were already the designated driver and they were just blacking out, that sounds not fun. Now you have a great excuse to not go out with them when they are blacking out. You don't want to be like the ugly friend that's like, I'll drive you girls. Like you don't need friends that badly. And maybe they were only friends with you because of that, because of like what you could do for them. And the fact that no one, these people, you should thank them and him for showing you who they really were. Endo story. you, You, there are people at my wedding that I said, I love you too, not my husband, who I don't talk to today. It is ever evolving and your friends change on your, based on your relationships. Girls get such a bad rap. Like you changed and you only hang out with him. It's like, yeah, trying to fucking make a life with someone. And if you were better and more adaptable, then you'd still be my friend, but you don't have room for everyone. It's not like babies where if you have two babies, your heart's big enough. Like you don't have room (laughs) for friends that are like, and how are you? Hey, how's LA? Like who fucking cares? Are you buying a ticket to my show or not? (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever guess that this would be so long-term? You and I. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of just always thought- I think I really wiggled my way in. Yeah, I, when I got you, the day I got you from the pound- You got me because I was just always there waiting near you. I was like, we'll see how this goes. And then you created the job (laughs) and then I couldn't live without you. And then the day you left, I was just like, there'll never be another you. There'll never be another you, but Taylor doesn't have to be you. No, luckily. No, but I just wore my way in and I text you, do you know who Angie Everhart is? And yeah. I make sure that I keep this alive. We're friends now. As of <laughs> yesterday, you and I are friends. <laughs> All right. On the one year anniversary of my last day in the office. I didn't get, my assistant was like, yeah, it's a year next week. And I don't even think I said anything. Like, I was like, was I supposed to get her like a cake? Get her a cake or a raise. I already pay her so much. No. Say congratulations. Congratulations, Taylor. You have huge eyes and my baby likes you. Oh, good. Yeah, she's cool. Taylor's cool. She's very young. She keeps me, sounds like, <laughs> my, like I sound so like an old man. She keeps me young. She's got huge, huge eyes, good skin. Yeah, because me and your baby, what if, if we hadn't gotten along, then what? I was the first baby and then I would have been mad. I, well, I will tell you this and maybe this is just like baked in, uh, misogyny, but like when I was pregnant, every girl that I interviewed, I was like, I'm going to have a baby. If that bothers you, that's okay. I need to know. Like in my twenties, I would not have wanted to like hang around some like celebrity and their baby, but I never make Taylor do anything with the baby. It's not her skill set. No, you're, you have boundaries. I do have boundaries. Everybody in the, it's, it's kind of, it's so expensive because everybody has like their job. And I don't like, I can't ask the baby nurse, like, can you just walk the dog? I'm not going to be home. Cause like, that's not her thing. You know, like, can you make Noah food? No, that's not her. So it's just, you're paying everyone for very specific jobs they do well, but there is no crossover. Like there's no head of household. Are the people in your comments mad about your elliptical now so mad about this conversation? Okay, you know what you guys can get mad about? Um, Did you spend like every single night of your 20s 
in a crusty comedy club, like on the road? Have you? No. We all make choices and sacrifices. So while you're enjoying most evenings with your family, I will be out eating baby carrots in a green room getting ready. We all have different ways we spend our money and I don't spend it on, I spend it on very practical things. Yeah, and I bought a unicycle. And you bought a unicycle, which I still don't get. I don't know if you're trying to impress someone, some non-binary heartthrob of yours. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel why. like you're right. Only someone who's non-binary would be impressed by a unicycle. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Okay, next question. I don't want to say kick it anymore. Hi, lovelies. Counting Hi. down the days to see Eliza in Vancouver. Has that happened or is it's, happening? We're recording this now. And oh God, we had a big snafu this morning, but I will be there tomorrow for the show. I was going to go today. Oh, okay. That's all right. it's, <laughs> it's actually not interesting at all. Okay. So the, my fiance, male 33, is a no filter comedic guy. And I, female 31, find myself getting outraged at his occasional sexist jokes. We've discussed this at length. I've explained I feel he holds unconscious biases toward women or he wouldn't have belittling jokes that come to mind so quickly. For example, oh, that's why they say you throw like a woman. 
His defense is that growing up being told these jokes and having it so interwoven into our society means these jokes exist in a harmless way. And he doesn't come from a place of wanting to belittle women by any means. He says he understands that women have been so oppressed and how making these jokes is like kicking us when we're already down, so he'll work on it. I'd love your perspectives on the connection between deep-seated beliefs and biases and how they may come out in lighthearted banter and how you'd approach this. First of all, the argument that something already existed so it's harmless is insane. Like so does uranium and rape and genocide and human trafficking. These things already exist. Um, He's just being lazy and he's actually, you don't have to be mean about this, he's actually lacking a lens through which to look at this, right? Because he's not saying girls are dumb you can't make money. He's saying throw like a girl. Now, compared to the average guy, the average girl is not going to throw as hard, right? Um, But it's kind of like, why do you feel the need to say this? Like, why is it about the gender? You have to ask him these questions because I think eventually, if he's smart enough, he'll get to a place uh, where he's like, oh, it clicks for him. But here's a lens he can look at. The PR that we have as women is really bad because somehow we have been labeled weak and we've been labeled emotional when not only are we not these things, there is always a male equivalent. Like women, like fight like a girl. Like, have you ever given birth? Nobody talks about that. It's like, well, that's women's stuff. Like that's your body being ripped in half. Have you ever had a period? Have you ever had any of the pain associated with this? It's fight like a girl. I think fighting like a girl is actually an incredibly strong thing. It's why we like low-key fetishize like warrior queens and princesses. Everything about what we do has been downplayed and kind of cast as other because so many men were so insecure about their contribution and their intelligence. It's why our stories are erased and things like that. So yeah, someone says, bro, you give birth like a man, which would be through the butt. As they're finding (laughs) out in Texas now. So, you know, you don't want to sit there and say to him like, women are fierce diva, they're mama bitches. But ask him if you want to, people don't want to be embarrassed and no man wants a woman that's just like, fuck you, you fuck the patriarchy. No one wants to hear that. Just like anybody doesn't want to hear someone like fetching at them. So actually ask him where it comes from. Be like, why don't you make fun of me about something else? Because you should know there is no counter uh, for a girl. Be like, well, yeah, well, well, you you think like a guy there because the men have the power, right? That's like, it's the same reason why there's no reverse racism, right? Because it's not a thing because the group that holds the power, so we'll say white people, it doesn't hurt if someone calls me a cracker. It does hurt if you call a black person a racial slur, right? So it's that, in that imbalance is why it's not okay to call it, to say things like that to you because you have no recourse, Well, he said he's willing to try to stop and we'll see if that happens. But I feel like the bigger problem is him saying it's fine because it's interwoven into the culture. Like, but it's, that's what we need. We need to change. We don't want to do all the same thing. But without changing it, just the fact that you said, hey, here's how I feel. And then his answer was, it's fine because that's the issue. It actually doesn't even matter what he's talking about. If you're like, you're pinching me. Oh, it's fine because I'm just doing it out of love. If it is something as your partner, as his partner that you've said you don't like and you are not always shitting on him, like, I don't know what kind of banter you have. The inherent issue is that you are saying something because as a comic, there's plenty of jokes about women and they don't bother me because I'm coming from a place of empowerment. 
if you don't have that relationship and you are saying to him, like, that really hurts my feelings because it feels like you're thinking less of me. And he doesn't say sorry. And he's like, let me fix that. Or he's like, oh, mistake. He just says, it's fine. And here's why. That's also a misogynist thing to do. Here's why your feelings are wrong. Let me explain to you. That, that inherent argument is the issue. It's really less about the actual comment. People are shitting on my microphone on TikTok. I'm sorry that I don't have one of these like iPhone 6, like built-in headphone microphones that you got with your cracked fucking screen phone, okay? This is a microphone that goes to a Zoom recorder for quality assurance, okay? <laughs> sorry that you guys have like tiny microphones and think it's like novel, but this is what real broadcasters do. So even yeah, shit. But- they probably wonder why they're not hearing that good sound. It's because that sound is for Wednesday. This sound is for the podcast, for people who buy from our sponsors. You can listen to it. Also, this is the size of mic that I use on stage. Not everything is a nano teeny mic. Wait, they thing. don't like how it looks? They're very fickle. They don't like how, they think it's too big. And it's like, I'll go bigger. The mic is fucking dope. <laughs> it's just such a Gen Z thing to be like, I'm really bothered by this one thing. I'm triggered by it. Look how big that mic is. So I can't hear your advice. The mic is too big. And I like a small mic on a cord. <laughs> then don't watch, don't watch anything. Don't watch, don't, oh, you can watch Bob Barker. His was tiny. <laughs> don't listen to any jazz or any Does anyone programs. on TikTok know who Bob Barker is? No, let's just keep going. Let's not go. <laughs> All right, A-I-T-A on A-I-A. Okay, it's time. Kablow. Okay. <laughs> A-I- <laughs> A-I-T-A for taking a picture of my sister's husband's car outside of his workplace and sending it to her. My, female 25, dad passed away days ago. My sister's husband, male 31, said he couldn't be present for the funeral because he had to go on a business trip out of town, which made my sister more devastated. She's got so much on her plate, pregnancy, my nephew, and now dad's death. Brother-in-law is a grade-A workaholic and it's affected his social life, but he refuses to admit it. The day of the funeral, my boyfriend was driving us. We drove past my brother-in-law's workplace at 8 p.m. and saw his car in the parking lot. I couldn't believe it. I know his car well since he used to drive me to school with it sometimes. Okay, we believe that it's his car. (laughs) I took a picture of it, sent it to my sister. My sister was losing it, so my boyfriend suggested we bail. He dropped me off at my friend's house, and later I found out that my sister found that her husband was in town the entire time but lied so he didn't have to skip work for the funeral. There was a huge blow up and he called me yelling, saying I had no business stalking him at his workplace and taking pictures of his vehicle. My family are mad at him, but also at me because they said I stirred shit and caused my sister more pain. And now she's arguing with brother-in-law about him purposefully missing the funeral. My boyfriend said I did the right thing. A-I-T-A. Look, I'm sure there's like a Latin term or like a legal term of like the burden of seeing something. It's like witness and it's like the, it's what, it's what set Game of Thrones in motion was like Bran saw Cersei and her brother Lannister having sex. I'm sure if there's a lawyer listening, there's something to like, you can't unsee it. That's where that comes from. And by the way, like, even if you didn't take the picture, you would have to say at some point, like, by the way, I saw Jason's Pontiac. I was ready to defend Jason and be like, he left his car at work. And they carpooled. Or Ubered to the train or whatever. That's what I thought. 
but you're your sister's sister, not his. You're always going to be on her side, no matter what she, she does. But she shouldn't have told her before the funeral, like the day of the funeral. Like, tell her tomorrow. Yeah, maybe you're bad at compartmentalizing, but whatever. It's out, it's out. Maybe that wasn't the kindest. And I guess also I would question like your actual motives because there's like, what what did you want to get out of it? You wanted him to feel bad. You probably don't like him very much. I guess that's always kind of like, why are you doing it? Well, and clearly he was cheating because where was he staying while he said he was out of town for a business trip? Oh, you think he was cheating? 100% he's cheating, but also he was working and also... He was working instead of going to a funeral. Yeah, fuck that guy. I feel like we get a lot of questions, even though this wasn't directed to us on this podcast about like somebody, a lot of girls are like, somebody else did something shitty, but I saw it. And now should I protect them? It's like, probably not. You know, we got to get to a place in society where it's like, look, when you make a choice and you do something fucked up, like you cannot control other people's responses. What was he supposed to do? You're supposed to keep his secret? Don't tell the legend of my Tercel being parked after hours. He's mad at you because you blew up his shit because he was cheating. There we go. Next yeah. question. Okay. I'm going to do one more AITA. Okay. And this is long, but it's interesting because this is... Okay. Okay. AITA for tricking my parents into being on time for my wedding. My male 33 parents are late for everything. Both of my sister and myself have been disappointed so many times. Both of your parents are men that are 33. No, I'm a male 33 writing the question. My male 33 parents. All right, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Graduation ceremonies, birthday dinners, even my father's retirement dinner. It's completely my mother's fault. She's wonderful and I love her dearly, but she does not understand the concept of punctuality. I've seen her talking to her sister on the phone and reminded her she needed to be at my baby sister's dance recital. She waved me off and arrived after my sister had danced. We are all used to it. My dad is just done trying to get her to be on time for anything. My now wife, female, 28 told me in no uncertain terms that if my mother was late to our wedding, she would do terrible things to me. Yeah. She was only half joking. But she was a witness to my mom and dad arriving halfway through my cousin's quinceanera. So here is what I did. It is completely on me. My wife was not involved. If there was a dick move, it was completely mine. When we were getting samples for the wedding, I talked to the printer and had one special invitation printed with the time on it stated being one hour earlier. That's brilliant. The actual start time of the ceremony. My mother was beside herself, apparently, when they left the house and thought they were going to miss the wedding since she was a part of it with her and my mother-in-law lighting the candle we would use to light the unity candle and stuff. Okay. When she arrived and noticed other people were also just arriving and parking, she was so relieved that we were starting late that she just went with it. The ceremony went off beautifully, and so did the wedding pictures and the reception. The problem came last Sunday. My parents came over for a big family dinner, and we didn't bother starting the grill until they showed up. She asked why everyone wasn't eating, and we just said we knew we would be waiting for them since they are always late. She said that she was not always late and had been on time for my wedding. Well, that's... she. <laughs> here's one time I wasn't, sort of. She hadn't been. They arrived 45 minutes after the time <gasps> on their invitation. My idiot cousin, John, real name because it's common and he deserves people to know he is adult, <sighs> snorted at her statement. A few other people giggled or smiled at this and she picked up and asked what was so funny. I came clean and told her about the special invitation. She is pissed at me for not trusting her and making her look foolish in front of everyone. Ew. If my cousin had just controlled myself, she never would have known. AITA, 
Yeah. Now, here's an edit. Here's some context. Part of the reason she is mad is because she had her invitation framed. To be honest, I was already planning a heist with my sisters to replace it with the real one in case she ever oh noticed a discrepancy between hers so and the one we have framed at this our home. This is so convoluted. I, okay, okay. Yeah, I was always already planning a heist with our mixed tiles frame. Um, what I have an issue with is that you're not the asshole, is that your mom, rather than hear any of it, is like, I'm never late. I because that one time. The fact that she said I and wasn't she was late. <laughs> and she was late. But the fact that she was like, I wasn't late to your wedding. How come you didn't say how come her answer wasn't, what are you talking about? I'm always on time. Or her answer wasn't, no, it's only a little. She was just like, hey, hear about that one time. You need to, there's something's going on with your mom. And it could be a cultural thing. And I'm not even it saying is. I get that there is. He 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 replied and said, "Yes, we we are Latino. I'm not mad at everyone who no, guessed no, that. Sorry, I understand." Me. The quinceañera gave it away, um, <laughs> but I definitely know people who are not Latino, who are white, who are late. It is a choice. It is a choice. You can say it's a cultural thing. You can say all those things, but it's a choice. It's a control issue thing. And for those people who aren't being controlling, it's just sort of a lack of awareness. So either your mother is subconsciously doing this, so it's not subconsciously on purpose, like there's something driving it, or she really is that out of it. But the fact that she's unwilling to hear and the fact that everyone is saying it, her feelings are being put first is kind of frustrating. And so it's also weird that she's like, how come you haven't started eating? It's like, what do you care? We waited for you. Isn't that what you wanted? Well, yeah, because it's like she knows she's like, like she's saying at the wedding, she thought, oh, good, they're starting late because she was 45 minutes late from the time she thought it was. Yeah, and that was and early. she was part of the ceremony. She was part of the ceremony. She's part of her child's wedding ceremony, lighting a candle during it and showed up almost an hour late. You got to sit down with the mom and have a come to Jesus, Vena Jesus, and just be like, what is going on? Like, you need to atone for the fact that you were late to my wedding. What the fuck is going on? She might just be like, it's just the way that she is. I I don't want to malign her, but you have to, and then you have to be okay with her just not being involved and being late. The only mistake you made is that because she showed up before the wedding started, she will always say she showed up on time. Now, what you could have done, and she knows she did though, you too, is. Well, she showed up before the actual wedding started, but late to the fake time she was given. Now, the ultimate move would have been to give her the real time. When she showed up 45 minutes late, she missed your wedding and she wasn't in the pictures. Like that would have been the ultimate move, but it also would have affected the question asker. I have, look, this person does not listen to the show because this is Ask Eliza. It is Am I the Asshole, which we do take from Reddit on Ask Eliza Anything. I have friends that are late and I just give them super early times. I also have friends that cancel a lot. So I'm always, the plans are always very low stakes. Yeah. And when they send a long text, I'm like, okay, I'm never mad. Like you cannot, you are the fool if you continue to be mad when someone continually shows you who they are. Right. You shouldn't have given her any responsibility in the wedding because she can't handle it. But look, you got away with this one. No, you didn't. The mom knows you gave her the wrong time. And- I mean, okay. he got what he wanted from his wedding. His mom was there you know at what? the right time. Maybe she's so embarrassed in Espanol that she won't do it again. But you just got to keep on living your life. And maybe sit down with her and be like, que es la problema? Spanish. Please keep me anonymous for this. I, 30, female. This is our question. Okay, this Laura. This isn't AITA Oops. anymore. Yeah. 
I, 30 female, lived in Hawaii with my boyfriend for two and a half years. Shortly after moving in with him, I found literal cockroaches in the old double bed frame that he had been using. Bugs are a constant problem in Hawaii, but this was next level. Otherwise known as tourists. Okay, keep it going. We always had different standards of cleanliness, and I always felt like I was cleaning up after him, etc. part of the reason I left. I bought a brand new king mattress and bed frame the same night I found the cockroaches and disassembled the old bed. I paid for it 100% myself. Fast forward three years later, we are broken up and I am living on the East Coast. I did not take the bed because I didn't want to ship a king-size mattress to wherever I ended up moving to permanently. Okay. I didn't ask him for money for the bed because I didn't care at the time. We had a bit of an extended breakup with me visiting him in Hawaii a few months after I left. He just recently visited me on the East Coast and went on a beach vacation with my family and me. The trip brought a sense of closure to the relationship, and we agreed we still wanted to be good friends. We also agreed to let the other person know if we had started dating someone else because we will send each other the occasional sweet text from time to time and don't want to keep the other in the dark. About one week after he got back to Hawaii following the East Coast trip, he called me and told me he was dating the girl that had just moved into his house. It's a four-bedroom house with other roommates. So that means he was like fucking her and then went on this trip with you and like left her. Ew. (laughs) I was pretty shocked, but not heartbroken, even though it feels weird and sad to have such finality to our relationship so quickly after seeing him. I didn't ask for details about the timeline of the relationship. The thought of him having sex with someone else in the bed that I paid for. Yeah, can I ask him to Venmo me for the bed? That's the question. I knew that was the Should I ask him to pay me for my bed that he is now fucking his new girlfriend on? No, no. And here's why. (laughs) What? I knew this was. The second she was like, bed frame. I'm like, she's going to want that I don't want to be a bitchy ex, but the fact that I took the initiative to get rid of the old bed, I even loaded it up and took it to the dump by myself and pay for a brand new nice one kind of makes me feel entitled to a little money. I appreciate your thoughts on this. Thanks. No. By the way, it has been almost three years. It's been three years and you're not okay with it. You should not be friends with this person because of the language you are using. You're like, that he's fucking his new girl on. You are angry. He is a piece of shit because he was seeing this girl, dating this girl. She was already living there when you took your family vacation. And if she wasn't already living there, her stuff was already in boxes and they were already dating. And he went on a vacation with you and he lied to both of you. Well, he she didn't move in as his girlfriend. She moved in. There were three other people living in this house nope. and she's a new roommate. Eh. But yeah. Eh. Nope. Okay. It wasn't like I've never looked at her. Oh, now that she lives here, I'm ready to fuck within 48 hours. It was three years ago. You bought that bed for you guys. And because of convenience for you, you left it. You cannot leave something and then someone uses it and you're like, can you pay me? So this is a sign from the universe. Like relationship with this guy will get worse and more painful the longer you stay connected to him. The bed is a gift. You're done. Goodbye. Because, and I hate to say this, I hate to say this. Yes, you would like $400 for this bed, whatever it costs. But you also then have to correspond with him. He, you you keep, you stay tethered to him. Like, hey, did you get the money? Hey, when are you going to send it? Hey, like you're done. Delete, block, block, delete, move on. That's it. Like he's going to Venmo you $300 and then you'll be that like weird girl. Like you want none of this energy. Let him stay there and infest that gross bed with his butt hairs. Like just be done. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of money, I want to share something with the people of TikTok. 
okay? Because someone wrote in and said, hi, Eliza and Emily. I'm not a grad student or a nurse, but I am a professional engineer. I just want to say thank you so much to Emily for the PSA about student loans. My husband paid off his loans during the pause and will now be getting back nearly $6,000. I don't have any questions, but I look forward to your podcast every Wednesday. Thank you for the entertainment. So TikTok, if you paid your loans, your student loans during the freeze, during the interest freeze, you can get that money back under the new uh, like reimbursement, whatever plan. Call your loan provider. People, many people have reached out to me saying, oh, I didn't know. No one's telling right. you. Go get this your money back. like a commercial. <laughs> Look out for your own finances because the government certainly is watching them. Yeah. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Gobbling them up. Okay. I'm a 36-year-old female physician scientist living in a man's world. As a neurologist that does Alzheimer's research, all of my colleagues are males and it sometimes can feel a little like a boys club. Not only that, but patients will sometimes refer to me as the nurse or call me names like sweetheart or sugar. (laughs) Keeping in mind that they can rate me however they please online or in hospital feedback surveys, what do you think is a good response to the sexist comments that maintains professionalism yet demands respect? P.S., Thank you for letting me live out a fangirl moment at the KC show as you graciously listened while I yelled, I love your podcast when you were walking your dog before the show. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, I was, I had an answer and then you were like, there's patient feedback. Now I am not a doctor, so I don't know how much that bullshit. It's funny how all of a sudden patient feedback matters unless you're, but as the patient, I'll tell you, I don't think my feedback has ever mattered when I- No one's ever asked me. Told Cedar sinai hey, you have um, nurses smoking cigarettes outside your building and then just dropping them in the plants. They're like, well, we don't want to. They don't seem to care. Um, that's interesting how feedback only matters like in the most painful way, not to actually better anything. Yeah. Can you, since you can't, I mean- Part of me is like, these things don't matter. But I guess since the feedback of these random people while they're in pain, rating your diagnostic skills, when someone's like, excuse me, nurse, which is weird. I've never called a nurse, nurse. Like, I know. I've never said, like, like, is like, it- Hello? Like, are we the me? animaniacs? Um, <laughs> Hello, nurse. If someone's like, excuse me, nurse, you'd be like, actually, not only am I your doctor, I'm the smartest doctor on the floor. What can I help you with? Because you don't want to- It's doctor. Because, you know, but- Because now you're tapping into them being like, oh my God, sorry. So just, I I would just do that. That's what I would do. Be a nurse, be like, I'm uh, I'm a doctor. What can I help you with? Just take it from there. And when they call sugar or whatever, can you just be like, oh, my name is actually Dr. Hoobie Doobie. Dr. Hoobie Doobie, I don't know. And I know that this is like bad feminist. Is the guy 90 who's calling you sugar? Like, I'll tell you what, he ain't going to be calling you sugar for much longer. (laughs) So, especially when you slip a bubble in his IV. I just, I, I think when we, when it comes to being offended, I'm not saying you're wrong, but like, I always look at intention. Like there are some people, like you can tell it's toothless, it's baked in, they're older. Like sometimes you just have to let it go versus what sometimes. How to, but- the boyfriend you said he's making like the sexist jokes because and you that's say no to on that. repeat and it's less about the sexist joke that also like isn't funny like it'd be great if it was a funny joke like yeah. if I crash my car and you're just like woman whatever like that's kind of funny but it's the <laughs> fact that she's saying please stop and he's like here's why it's okay that's the okay. issue is his reaction right. um and not saying like oh my god why does that hurt you um also again overarching theme is it's not funny if it was funny. A sexist joke is hilarious. It doesn't actually matter. Okay. 
you just have to decide what battle you want to pick on what day. You cannot correct everyone. You might just have to be the bigger person. You want to get that good review. I mean, hopefully the review isn't like, it's got a tight ass and she she put on my, my Band-Aid boo-boo real good. Is the person older? Who's calling you sweetheart? Like a homeless guy? Like who? I think you should pick your I love a sweetheart from a lady. I mean- Like an- <laughs> The lady, look- I, in my younger years, definitely people thought I like worked at the comedy club when I was the comic. People always ask me where the bathroom is. And sometimes when people come to the comedy store, I'm just like, it's right down there. Turn your phones off. Can I see your ID? (laughs) I would just say, I would just be like, I'm not a nurse. I'm a doctor. Is someone dying? Like, I would just make a joke about it. Not a nurse, not a doctor. Can I get you some drugs? Yeah. Yeah. Someone is saying on here, it's okay to say, hey, it's doctor, whatever. Her issue is that because you're a woman, people will misconstrue you standing up for yourself as being bitchy. Someone's like, exactly. excuse me, nurse. It's actually Dr. Smith. Can I help you? Okay, sorry. Like that's how no. they'll take it. When she women corrected yeah, me. claim any space, which is insane. That's why I'm saying make the joke. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a doctor. I'm probably the best one here. Don't tell the guys I said that. What can I help you with? Follow it up immediately with, and how can I make you feel better? Yeah, you're bringing them in on the joke rather than making them feel stupid. Because as you've said, like, there's nothing more dangerous than, like, a guy that feels like he's... Nothing more dangerous than a man who's been embarrassed. How about, you know, like, excuse me, nurse, you'd be like, oh, I wish I could, like, I'm I'm trying not to downplay nurses. I mean, like... No, all our listeners are nurses. I'm trying to think of of the thing that nurses have that's better. Like, oh, I wish I was a nurse. They have the best snacks at their station. I'm starving. They get scrubs instead of coats. Yeah, like their scrubs are way cuter. Just something like that. But I think it's whatever. It's actually doctor. It's a, I'm actually a doctor. You don't have to say it's doctor. It's nurse. It's doctor ratchet. You're like, I'm actually a doctor. Is there something that I can help you with? Are you okay? Everybody wants to be taken care of. Want yeah. boo-boo go nai-nai? Want boo-boo go nai-nai? <laughs> Or I wonder if in that same vein, it's like, oh, no, actually, I'm I'm the doctor and I just wanted to come and check in on you. I'm actually the doctor. People have this view of nurses as being like a tier down in terms of who they can access. Like, yeah. And they want to go straight to the top. Now, some people are saying it's OK to correct them. I'm not saying don't. I'm saying no. because people are stupid and because it can because people are so dumb that the mere act of being corrected will make them feel so bad that they will hold it against them. We are saying like, how do you have a spoonful of sugar, help the medicine administered by a doctor go down? So they don't give you two stars on Yelp for doctors. And then I would just go to your, the, like the like King Koopa doctor, like the boss at the end of the level that you have to like <laughs> give that report to and be like, what does this really matter? Like, yeah, th- I mean, I have, I'm not killing anyone. Trust me, like I've got great insurance and I've come in contact with Doctors with horrific bedside manners. So somehow they got there, including the doctor who, when I hurt my neck, would look at Noah and talk to him about me and not address me. And that was a boy. All right. Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob. I love a woman who fucking gets it. I love, okay, there's a girl on my social media team. Her name is Lindsay. And Lindsay is like from, like cut from a similar cloth as you. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, here's what went wrong. Here's how we're going to fix it. We're on it. She's got one of these voices. And she was with me all day. We like launched a bunch of stuff today and she was just on it. There are some girls that just show the fuck up 
for their tasks and they click in. And when you speak to them, it is like affirmative. It's a conversation. It's not like, okay, well, we could get started on that. Um, unfortunately, I am looking. Like, it's not a script. Like, they've come online for their life and they're fucking, and I, and I, this is for anything. Like, I'm working with this girl, but like, you check into a hotel, you're at a hospital, you're whatever. There are people who are just like, basically, I'm just doing the bare minimum, unfortunately. I had to call a hospital the other day and I was trying to get a hold of the physician and the girl was just like, so um, if I could have your date of birth, I'm like, I'm calling about my husband. Why would you need my date of birth? Okay, I know you're fresh. Like, she's just reading a script. There was no like, at any point, had she been like, I understand this is the worst. Let me see what I can do. Yeah. And I think men are given this like license. Like, yeah, you can be a person and have some color, but women, you know, we're taught when you're meeker, it gives more boners. It's nicer. The girl's like more quiet, cinnamon spice. And like, when I talk to you, you're just like, here are the five things you have to do. I'm on it. I got it. Like when you say you're doing it or you're on it, even Taylor, like when she's like on it, I'm like, good. And this girl from my social media on it, boom, got it. And that is the type of communicator that I am. Like, great. What do you need? I'm filling it out now. Not like in a push, just in a, like, I'm I'm hearing you and I'm getting it done. I'm not like giving you a lip service. I think it's the difference of like somebody who, whether it's in customer service or whatever, is proactively listening to you, responding to you as opposed to just yes, like the situation. passively waiting for instruction. Yes. So girls, like in general, like to the smallest degree, like if I go to a restaurant and the hostess is like this meat girl that's been taught to be meek and she's like, okay, um, your table's ready. We can go this way. How about, hi, how are you guys doing? Let's get you seated. Like your voice can go down an octave and you can talk and like be proactive in the way you talk versus just this constant like, hey guys, so here are the top five things that it's this TikTok voice that TikTok did not originate, but girls capitalize on it. Like, hey, you guys, um, I just want to turn you on to this baby toy. Um, it's real. And like, they don't use the right adjectives. It's just like, it's amazing. It's insane. So come along. <laughs> Let me show you this LA restaurant. Like the food was so bomb and it was just like really, really good. So like, check it out. Link in bio. Wake the fuck up and show up for your life. Yeah. It's not your fault. All through the 2000s, you were taught that girls who were nine feet tall had this voice. Literally no one. So talk like a person. Talk like a man. (laughs) Well, my top of the cob is movie related. And it is when you watch a movie and you don't know exactly how you feel about it from one minute of the movie to the next. Like, it's not just bad. It's not just, like, amazing. But I watched the weirdest movie starring Rosamund Pike. And every 10 minutes, I was like, is this what this movie is doing? I don't like this movie. And then 10 minutes later, wait, I love where this movie is going for, like, the entire Hundred minutes. So you're it talking ended. About just watch. I texted a multiple. What? You're talking about just the act of watching a movie. No, but it's like you watch a movie. <laughs> no, but there's a difference when you really are like, I think I either love this or hate this. And all the reviews of this movie kind of said the same thing, where it was like, I don't know if I liked this or really never want to watch it again. So anyway, I bought it the Blu-ray. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my bottom of the cob, I'm just going to be vulnerable and be fucking real about this. I put a lot of thought and time into the way that I promote things. And we were, uh, today we announced the name and the date that my Netflix special Hot Forever is coming out, which is October 11th. And I made an asset. I made a little video and 
you know, a lot of people will just be like, hey, you guys, it's me coming here to let you know my special's out. See you soon. Blah, blah, blah. I did. I was like, this needs to look because the whole vibe for the campaign is like this like lo-fi internet late 90s, early 2000s rave. So I found a filter that looks like a VHS. I wanted it to look like you were watching me like getting ready, you know, in the early 2000s. And I made this whole thing and I fought Netflix to like use the music I wanted to use. So like they put a different version on Netflix as a joke with like um, stock music, which is always like, it's always some like 65 year old guy that's like, how about this song? And you're just like, okay, that's not cool. There's no synthesizer. Anyway. Um, and I put it on and I was so excited to announce it. And algorithmically, like it shit the bed on TikTok. And it really bothers me because like just me singing to my dog, it's like 15,000 views. This, the last time I checked had 6,000, which is what like a Nokia pocket camera gets when someone's like filming their Taco Bell order. And I think TikTok holds it against you if you keep something in your drafts for too long. It doesn't- <sighs> make any sense why it wouldn't. Maybe it's because I hashtag Netflix as a joke, but I don't like our overlords being that random. Like your life is hinged to this app and it's just like sometimes the algorithm, like fuck that. It's not merit-based at all. No, and I will say as this being what I do for work now and it makes me so mad because I will tell you, having analyzed so many TikTok videos and Reels videos, there was no rhyme or reason and the stupidest shit will will blow up and other stuff will get 10 views that I'm like, but you liked this the other day. They do not like branding. They do not like a logo. They do not like anything that isn't just you on your toilet. I hear like, that. With one eyeball, well, something sticking out of it. There was no branding. There was no logo. Like this was unofficial because I used uh, Alice DJ, which Netflix doesn't have the rights to. So I made my own and it was super authentic. And for it to not work- It was too good. It was too good, but also like therein lies the issue with the internet is that randomness is what dictates our lives. And like in, in general, that is true. But you get yeah. people who are like, wow, I used a blue marker to draw a heart and enough people liked it. I guess that's what I do now. And like, you, that's not your passion. Your passion in life isn't like putting silly putty over a high definition microphone. Your passion in life isn't clicking your nails. Like- we find these niches and they become us, but like, I will never let the internet, I will never let an app like that define. Like I will keep showing videos of my dog because I enjoy it, even if nobody seems yeah. to like them. And so fuck you, TikTok yeah. algorithm. Like that's a dope well, video. Do you think that that, like that girl who was always trying to promote her farm, like the all the animals that she was taking care of is so pissed that she just has to film with that emu, that emu every single mean. day because the emu was what people liked and, and there's like a it just it's so random and and it now this is people's careers this is how people book jobs in tv and movies this is how i have to justify at my job like no it didn't get a million views because i can't control instagram and tiktok yeah and this is why you're depressed this yeah. is why you're sad because the things that you see on TikTok, on Instagram, not only are not real, but by and large, people that are doing them, this was not what they wanted in life. And they are aimless. Like I did some dances and now I'm famous, but it's not, it's a marketable skill because you make money off of it, but it's not a fulfilling skill because yeah. living for other people's expectations never works. And so it's fucking bullshit that I created a piece of art like that to look like you were getting dressed with me in like 1999. And I'm sorry it flopped. 
but that's even more fuel for me to like use this app with like one eye open. Post it again on a different day and you'll get a different number. Like Fuck it's that. so random. That's, I mean, we are basically just worshiping Greek gods. Like yeah. fake things and you're sacrificing your life and it is not real or any religion. Just saying. That just really bothered me. And so, yes, I am hoping that all the people left listening will go and like like that video and share it because it's fucking dope. <laughs> like in my heart, people are going to be like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then it's like, I'm just watching it 6,000 and I'm just like, okay, cool. So never try ever and just like fart out a shitty joke and see if that goes viral. You can't make me not care. I'm going to keep doing me with my dog and I'm going to keep posting videos of her mouth because the world needs healing. Well, my bottom of the cop okay, is, is that... My cat's being weird about food (laughs) and she wants to eat earlier and earlier and she keeps biting me and then I have to watch her eat because the food's downstairs in my palatial estate. Yeah. And so I have to go downstairs with her and sit on the floor next to her and watch her eat or she won't eat and I just don't know what to do. I don't want the food to come upstairs. I'm very... Because I want to set up, like, I go downstairs and I make my breakfast, but she's just, she's, and she's bothering me for dinner at 3 p.m. And I'm just like this, are you, eat your breakfast. She's not eating her breakfast, her dry food breakfast. She just wants her wet food dinner. It's hard. She can't talk. I don't know what her deal is. Okay. Well, maybe take her to the vet. But it's not, like, bad enough for the vet. Like, she's eating. I just, I'm like, it's just, if I go and I'm like, she's just being kind of weird. The new vet isn't going to like me. Okay, well, that's your, that that's a whole separate thing. Sometimes <laughs> animals get persnickety and they just need a little bit of love. I would put the food in your room. Lord knows it won't be lonely. And uh, <laughs> like I'm in this room right now and she's sitting right outside this room on the floor instead of in this room with me. Oh, really? Because my dog is on my feet. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, maybe that's your sign to get a dog. Ugh. Um, okay, well, folks, to wrap it up, please pre-order <laughs> my book, All Things Aside. Pray for Emily's cat, Gracie. <laughs> Grab your ankles for October 11th for Wait, a hot tell them, tell them pre-orders matter. The sales, early sales of the book are important. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to pick it up later. Buy it. If you're thinking about buying it, buy it now. Get it now. That way it just arrives. And you know what? Yeah, it's great to get from Barnes & Noble, but small bookstores matter. And especially not just for my book, but like in your like local bookstore, like keep them afloat. Buy books from them. Go to eliza.com slash Eliza.com slash book, I think. And then you can click on the Abrams page and you can get it. But uh, let's blow it out. And um, we have a new home for Ask Eliza Anything that we'll be revealing soon. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply.